Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I want to set the stage for today. We've been in this series, hashtag living my best life. And uh, by a show of hands, how many want to live their best life? Yeah, me too. I want to live my best life. And so we're looking at how do we not only declare over our year that this is going to be a year of unveiled wonder. And for us in the Hollis home, it's a year of pursuit. And so we're a year of pursuit. We're going to pursue people, pursue God's presence, pursue all that he has for us. And how do we not just be a declaring church, but how do we walk in this and actually see us live our best life, okay? So we've been diving through a couple things. Um, We've talked about last week, my father-in-law was here, talked about doing life together and not doing it alone, and that's how we're created. And so when we step out of that, we can step out of the whole whole reason that we're here uh, when you do it in isolation. And today, you know, with social media and all that stuff, you know, sometimes we blame things, you know, like, oh, it's social media, the reason we're disconnected. Um, But honestly, it's it's just uh, sometimes it, it can come back to our decisions and choices we make, you know? And it comes back to us saying, hey, I'm looking around, I'm seeing the issue and, and really stepping into that life of, of, of seeing what God has for me. Today, I really want to dive in. This was a word that, that God uh, put on my heart just to build, build ourselves in a way to step into what he has for us. You don't just show up you know, you don't just show up ready, but really it's, it's all about knowing who you are, knowing who you are. Now, this scripture is obviously, it's Paul, and he's talking to uh, the Corinthians, and he's talking about sexual immorality and, and, and sinning against your own body. There's a big just epidemic going on where everybody was just going crazy, you know, like going crazy, like, you know. I don't know what was going on, but it was a lot, and it was enough for him to write a letter about it. But the revelation out of this scripture uh, really was, as it was talking about how there are some things that you do that are against your own body. There are other things that are outside the body, right? Things that affect others, things that affect those around you. But God really just laid on my heart, there are a lot of things that, if not filtered, if not taken care of, can actually affect us on the inside. And how many know that when it affects you on the inside, it affects your outside? When it affects your heart and your mind, it affects your culture, right? Culture isn't just accidental. Some people it is, and you can tell because you're like, oh, that's a nasty culture. I don't want to be around it. But cultures that are good Cultures that are well-developed are the ones that are created intentionally. And so this scripture is talking about how we, we need to make sure that we focus on our bodies in the right way. And it says our bodies are a temple of God, a temple where the Holy Spirit is in us. Now, I want to check out a couple words in here because I think they're key words as we dive into this. Verse 19, he says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? 
when you don't have the image of your body correct, you will fill it with just about anything. If you don't view yourself as a child of the king, as a child of the one who created the world and who is Lord and owner of all things, then you can't truly visualize and step into the life that you were created for. You know, the world tells us, you know, that you're the man, you're the woman, you know, they have all these sayings that you can step in and do whatever you want to do and, you know, but, but Paul said in the scripture, he said, I can do everything. Everything is permissible to me, but not everything is beneficial. So when you look around, there are a lot of things you can step into, you can eat, you can go to, you can involve yourself in, you can allow into your home, but not everything is beneficial for you. Why? Because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's just break this down just for a sec, this, this thought. When we come to Jesus and he changes us, what he does is he washes us clean. So if you could picture this, like, like it's like a cup, and I have this cup. I'm not, this isn't actually the illustration. This is for diff- later, but let me use this real quick. If this were filled with murky water, and see, this is how we come to Jesus, with murky water, right? We come to him and we're like dirty. We've done things that we're not proud of. You know, we have sin and decay in our lives. And so we come to Jesus. What he does is he cleans us out and makes us pure. And that's what happens. But then he doesn't leave us empty. He fills us with the Holy Spirit because we become a temple that holds Holy Spirit. Isn't that beautiful? In fact, when Jesus went up, he said, I'm not gonna leave you alone. I wanna send a helper that's gonna help you but he's not only going to be with you, he's going to fill you. In fact, he told his disciples, he said, I'm giving you authority, but please don't go out in just the authority. Don't go out waving your badge saying, in the name of Jesus. He said, you need some power in you first. He said, wait until you're clothed in power. Do you have it in you? And so he talks about being the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you need to know that, number one. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. When you get that in your mind, you're like, wow, I have a responsibility to make sure that my home is clean, that I'm stepping into my future knowing that the Holy Spirit is in me. Bill Johnson says it best. He says, it's like having a dove on our shoulder. When the Holy Spirit is on us, right, when he's in us, it's like having a Holy Spirit, it's like having a dove on our shoulder. Now, how would you walk around this room if you had a dove on your shoulder thinking that the dove, you don't want it to fly away, how would you walk? Very carefully, right? Because every step, whoa, hallelujah, every step is with the dove in mind. Everything you do is making sure that the dove stays in place. And if we got this perspective that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, then everything would change, right? We'd be watching out what we're getting into, what we're putting in, and my mom's, my mom's all growing up, she told us we had gates, and it was so confusing as a little kid until I got older and really understood what she was saying, but she said, you have so many gates. You have an eye gate. You have an ear gate. Does, your, does anybody else's parents tell you this? Or am I the only one in this room? <laughs> Let me teach you something to teach your kids so you can mess them up too, okay? You have eye gates, and actually I did teach our kids this, so I've messed up our kids already too. You have ear gates, right? You have a mouth gate, three gates. And these gates allow things in 
and allow things out. And when you understand who you are, now, here's something that hopefully is across the board. How many of your parents always ask you the question before you went in somewhere, remember who you are, or who are you? What's your name? Anybody else ask, your parents ask you that question or tell you that? Hey, remember who you are. We'd always have to respond, I'm a Hollis, I know. Basically, it was a way of saying, hey, act in a way that a Hollis would act, right? Make sure that you're not allowing things in. Uh, my wife just did this with our kids, going over to uh, Miss Kirby's house because they, they had a zombie party. Don't judge us. They had a zombie watching party because this, you know, this is moving on, so they're all going over there. And we told them before they went over, hey, remember who you are, right? And just because everybody else uh, does something doesn't mean you do. We remind them everywhere they go who they are. And it doesn't mean that the crowd is bad. It just means remember who you are. That whatever space you walk into, you watch your eye gate and your ear gate and your mouth gate, okay? Now, let's break it down just a little bit because he says, your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Got to know that. Whom you received from God. What a beautiful picture. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now, let's break this down a little bit. And I, I know, you know, if you're not thinking about your body in the correct way, again, you're going to be trapped. You're going to be trapped in these bad decisions that cause you not to live your best life. So my heart in this word today is that you leave understanding who you are. Understanding that you are a child of the King, that you carry the Holy Spirit in you. That's my heart for this word. When they train elephants, this is a random fact for you, but when they train elephants, uh, either for, you know, performing or even just to walk with somebody because uh, over in India, they're, they're riding elephants. I think we need to make that a thing in America that we ride elephants. Wouldn't that be sick? No? Nobody else? I think it would be legit. If all of a sudden in Philadelphia, you know, traffic was stopped and here I come on an elephant. That'd be dope. But when they train elephants, actually what they do is they take them as babies and they tie their leg around a pole or a tree, something of structure that they can't get away from. And so the baby, when they feel that their leg is tied up, they know they can't go anywhere. And so all throughout growing up, they tie this leg to the pole, to the pole, to the pole. When the elephant gets a little older, then they start tying it to a, a, a small limb until they get to the point where they don't even tie it to anything. Look this up. It's crazy. But the elephant, when it feels the thing around its leg, all naturally goes to the point of, I can't escape. And so it's trained from a small baby because they know when the elephant gets big, you are not going to be able to hold back that elephant. It is going to take a lot of work because that thing is a two-ton Tessie, okay? And it's going to run where it wants to. But it trains in the mind. And see, when you don't understand who you are and you might have something that happens to you that identifies you, and you've tried and you pulled and that pole was there and you couldn't get away. And some situation defines who you are. And so it doesn't matter because you're not a temple of the Holy Spirit. 
You're a failure. You're no good. You're not going to amount to anything. You're ugly. You're stupid. And so you go through your entire life, and even if you just feel something around your leg, it doesn't have to be tied to anything, you all of a sudden feel, I can't go anywhere. It's all about us understanding who we are. It's about us understanding that we are children of the king. And in order to live our best life, we have to understand who is in us. It is the Holy Spirit. And when we understand that the Holy Spirit is in us, then we understand that nothing tied against us, no weapon formed against us. I mean, read it in God's word. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now, you can read that wrong and think that no weapon's going to be formed against you. But that's not it. There will be weapons formed against you, but none will prosper in your life. Isn't that great news? That, that nothing coming against you. And you, you say, you know, I've been in Christ. I gave my life to God and still life's happening. Yeah, that, that's life. Life's not going to stop. But the beautiful part about it is, is that God gives us the strength. He puts the Holy Spirit in us so that we can handle what comes. So we can go after him with all that's within us. I used to be obsessed with working out. Obviously, I'm not currently this day, but I used to be obsessed with it. And I, man, I had workout magazines and I would learn the, the reps that I needed to get and all these different exercises. And I had these pictures of these guys with all these ripples and muscles and all. And I would post these up as motivation. Like hashtag, I want to be that, right? Hashtag live my best life, that's who I'm going to be. But I mentally, I knew I'm going to be that someday. And so everything was for that purpose, to gain those ripples. I wanted some muscle. I wanted to look good. I wanted to be buff. And so I'd work out, and I got the protein shakes, right? I ate right. right? I, I watched what went in my body. Everything, everything was for the gain. Everything, everything was for the gain. What would happen if your, your mental shift shifted to say, wow, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am carrying God and I was born for greatness. And not only in a definition that, yes, God has defined your year and all this stuff, but no matter the circumstances, because sometimes we can define our life through our circumstances, can't we? And it's like we say, God, you've, you've said this word of, you know, new or great or pure. And God, here I am in the middle of gross and dirty. And man, I just don't feel because we, we define sometimes our lives through circumstance instead of who's in us and who spoke over us, right? But when we step into a life of, of knowing his voice, knowing what he's spoken over us and knowing who we are, all of a sudden, everything becomes for the goal, for the prize. In fact, uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians later on in chapter 9, verse 24 of 1 Corinthians. It says, isn't it obvious that all runners are on a racetrack and only one wins? Only one receives the victor's prize. Yet each one of us must run the race to be victorious. He's saying, hey, we're all running. We're all on a race. But only one wins the prize. When you're in a race, it's not everybody gets a participation trophy, right? Maybe these days they would. 
But, but the thing is, like, we are win- running to win. And then he goes on, he says, hey, those that are running for the world, are running for earthly gain, they exercise self-control in all things. I mean, they are doing things that are crazy. Do you know anybody who's crazy, like an athlete or someone who runs or someone who goes to marathons? We have some friends that do marathons, and, and they just put their bodies through crazy things. They, they eat right. They're training every morning. They're trying to build endurance because they have a goal in mind. What would happen if you got a goal in mind for your life this year? He said, this year I'm going to live my best life. But it's not going to be by accident. It's going to be intentionally putting in the right things to my gates, my eye gates, my ear gates, and my mouth gate, watching what comes out. What would happen? What would shift in you? What would build up in you? And Paul says, he keeps going, and he says, hey, listen, this for this reason, that they are running for a perishable prize that is temporary, we are running for a prize that is eternal. It's eternal. We're running, we're not running for the success of this earth. We're not running to someday have a good retirement plan or someday to get a lot of money or someday to have a lot of material blessings. We're not running for that. We are running this race so that when we get to heaven, God says, well done. Look what you did with what I spoke over your life. Look at what you did with my purpose on you. Well done, my son. Well done, my daughter. Come on, enjoy heaven. That's the prize we're running for. So Paul's saying, hey, we got too fixated on the things of this world, on the, the temporary gains. We got to get our focus on, we are temples of the Holy Spirit, and we're driving towards a prize that is eternal. That this 80, 90, maybe 100, if you make the milk cart in 120 years of your life, is nothing compared to the eternity we're going to spend with Jesus. It's nothing. And I don't want to get up there, and Jesus says, all right, what did you do with the word that I gave you? And I'm like, God, I built a great business. That's not what I called you to do. God, I, you know what? We saved a ton of money. Where is it now? Still down there. Or God, I, I really just, I did this, I did that. And sometimes we think of these things as like the ultimate and not that they're bad because obviously it's good, right? To pursue life, to go after it. God has called some of us to build good businesses so we can resource the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. God has called us to be good at what we do. God has called me to be a good storyteller. I'm a phenomenal storyteller. I don't brag about much, but I'm a good storyteller. I'm fabulous. Bring me into a room. I will storytell a video that will blow your mind. God has called me to that so that I can set a pace and have a key to this city. God has called me to that. I'm going to be really good at it, but that is not the ultimate goal for my life. It's not our ultimate goal. We're running for a prize that is eternal. So what's the goal of God for your life? What is God destined for you? And let's, let's not get too crazy, okay? Because sometimes we can be like, 10 year, 20 year, what's God called you? That's good to have that. But just for today's sake, just because we only have a limited time, what is God's purpose for your life in this season? By April, what is God calling out of you? What's God wants you to do? 
What's he designed for you to step into? And how can you hashtag live your best life? Not accidentally, not waiting for this magical moment when God just rocks up and changes everything, right? Because that's somehow, sometimes how we live is we're just waiting on God, waiting on God. And sometimes God's like, I've already marked it out. You just need to get there. You just need to take those steps in order to meet where I have for you. Because he set up the situation, these people that are going to be in our lives, these situations that are going to impact our destiny and our future. But if we just stay here and wait on him, we're never going to get to where we need to be. And so we have to know who we are, make those choices of what we put in our life. So I see it like this. We have a life, right? And sometimes we do things that are just not good. I mean, they're just, they're distractions hardcore. And so they come into our life and they muddy. They muddy our purpose. They muddy our clarity. We can't really see the vision of God for our lives. We can't really see the purpose of why we're here, right? It's just like, it's cloudy. It's very hard to see. It's not the right color. We allow anything into our gates, anything into our gates. So growing up, uh, one of the biggest things that was, was in our, our family uh, was, was movies. We had to watch what movies we watched. We had to be careful about that. So we had strict rules, right, about what we were allowed to put in. Music. Music was a big deal in our home. It was a big deal. And so we had to be careful about what we allowed into our, our, our life, into our home, right? Um, our conversation, what we said, what we spoke over each other. I got so in trouble, and back in the day, you know, there was this thing called washing your mouth out with soap. Dear Lord, I am, it was fun. It was fun. But whenever I would speak a word over my sister or brother that wasn't uplifting or, or pushing them to, to the identity of Christ, man, I would have to eat some Dawn. <laughs> you know how long the taste of Dawn lasts? Goodness gracious. But I'm so thankful. Now... At the time of, I was hacked. Like, how dare you? Right? But now I'm so thankful because I watch what goes in. Because everything you allow in affects you. It affects you. It affects you. I don't want to get menial. I don't want to get, like, convicting of, like, what you watch. Because the Holy Spirit will do that in your own life. Right? When you pray and say, God, just convict me about the things that... I need to watch out for, he'll let you know. I'm not going to get up here and I'm not going to name this movie and this music. Like some, some churches, you know, they get kind of crazy with that. So we're not, we're not going to get crazy here. But I want to I wanna just warn you, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. What you allow in affects you. And then what you allow in affects you, that what you allow out affects others. So this is a chain effect, man. And so when we come to God, we say, God, I want to live hashtag live my best life. God, I want to live the best. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start reading my word. I'm going to start going to group. And then we're like, uh, God, <clears throat> God, 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 I've been uh, working out, right? You start going to the gym. I don't know if you're like me, but you lift a couple weights and then you go to the mirror and you're like, What? Where is it? 
Because it's not, it's not something that changes overnight. This isn't hashtag live my best life after an hour of doing good. Is anybody with me? You understand what I'm saying? This isn't a, all right, go home. We're going to pray one prayer. God changed my season in the name of Jesus. All right, do what you do. No, it's day after day saying, all right, today I'm going to make a change in my life. I'm going to build my life. I'm going to read the right books. I'm going to get the right people around me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start being consistent in what I do. I'm going to start tithing. Start using my finances for the kingdom of God because he said he's going to bless me. So, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. And that's not enough to be like, Lord, let's keep going. Come on, Lord. I need you this season. You've you called us to pursue. You promised in that there's going to be unveiled wonders. So, God, do it, do it, Lord, do it, do it in me. And every day you start building because it's not just one and done. Every day, God, start moving. God, start doing something to me. Lord, I trust you. Every day, I'm going to get before you. I'm going to start listening to your voice. I'm going to set time, margin, space to grow, to get better. And the effect doesn't happen right away. That's where we get discouraged. That's where you quit. That's where you come up and say, God, I don't see enough change. I've been doing this for a week. I've been doing this for a month. God, all last year. Where is the change? I mean, I see a little bit, but God, it's not clear. Where's the clarity? All of a sudden, you go back to that mental state of that elephant tied to the pole saying, God, I just feel like I can't keep going. Let me just encourage you today. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. What you put in matters, and it is changing you. Even though you can't see the full effect, we are not building for this life's gain. We are building for eternity. We are doing things so that we can see God move in our lives for the long run. You're not running for today. You're running for eternity. You're not running for the end of this month. You are running for eternity. Now, God gives us vision of our future. If you could hold on to that and say, God, I'm going to do the things that are for today. And he moves and he works and he does things in our lives. And he starts to clarify. How many want clarity in your season? Come on, how many want clarity in that space that's been murky, that space that's been out of line? God wants to do that in you. And that's the word that God wants to share with you today, to know he's here, he's in your life, and he wants the best for you. He wants the best for you. So really, what it comes down to is not just hearing the word. Because Jesus said, foolish is the man who hears the word and does nothing with it. It's like a man who comes up to the mirror, looks at himself, goes away and forgets what he looks like. What's the point, right? What's the point of you coming to change, hearing a word, and then going out and doing nothing with it? What is the point? That's a waste of time. So today, the challenge is, what will you do with this word? to hashtag live your best life, to go into tomorrow and say, all right, what am I going to put in place so that I can see a change in my life, so that I can become what God has called me to be, so that I can gain clarity to know what to build next, to watch what comes in, to watch what comes in, and then to watch what comes out.
because then we're fully transformed. And just closing with this, working out has two parts. Breaking down, break down the muscles, break them down. And sometimes the breaking down hurts. It hurts too much. And can I just encourage you? You got to get past the, the hurt part because the pain, they always say there's no gain without pain, right? And so you have to have pain in order to have gain. And sometimes getting into a routine, getting into what God has for you, of, of setting that alarm clock a little earlier so you can hear his voice. Sometimes it's painful at first. Can I get a witness in the building? You just had a late night. That alarm goes off. It's like, oh, no, nah, not today. God, tomorrow. <laughs> right? Sometimes there's pain, but it's for your gain. It's to build that foundation. It's to build that clarity into your life. Look at this. Woo, look at that clarity. This is you. This is you. When you start putting in the right things day after day, start watching what comes in because we're not allowed to go here anymore. No, 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 no. Those are things, and it's not because we're strict and we're a church and we shouldn't and we're religious, right? That's not why. It's because it's for, it's not for our good. It fogs up our clarity. It fogs up. We can't live our best life. The world may say one thing of like, you know, this is what success, but it's not success for us. We live with the understanding that we got to do the right things. We gain clarity for our future. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.